0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Vibby.com, the quick, easy way to make highlight videos of your very own. Simply log on to the site, put in the timestamps of your favorite moments, and watch as the highlights spring forward into a video of its own that can be easily shared across social media and other content platforms. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Unicorn.com, the premier esports betting site. Log in today to bet on all of your favorite esports games and see if you have what it takes to win some Unicoins of your own. Who knows? It might be enough to win you one of those awesome prizes they have in their marketplace. Enjoy the episode. Hello, Internet. This is Chase Redshirt King Wassenaar. I'm a free agent, head coach, and analyst, as well as a contributor for Slingshot Esports. And welcome to Day 10, the final day of our North American LCS team-by-team preview podcast series. We're finally here after all of these podcasts we've been doing, breaking down roster after roster. We have made our way to the only team, really, we could end on in North America – It is a team with so much history behind it. It is my good friend and podcast co-host, Walter C.A.D. Svedchuk's favorite team. So I'm just going to turn it over to you, Walter. How are you doing, man?
1: Hey, man, we got to save the best for last. Come on. We got (laughs) to save the best for last in both Uh regions. I'm, I'm lucky enough that in both regions, I got to talk about my favorite team per region right at the very end. I got to slog through all the mud. I had to eat a bunch of crow on CLG. Like CLG is trying so hard to get me to love them. They even went out and got two Husky puppies, which are like one of my favorite dogs. I, But no, my heart will forever belong to Team Solo Mid. It, and, and
0: that's, you know, I think there's a, a good reason to feel that way right now. Obviously they got second place last split. Despite a topsy turvy regular season, they had a 3-1 victory over Cloud Nine. They blanked Immortals with a 3-0 in the semifinals. And it was a very hard-fought final series in a 2-3 loss to CLG. That series, you know, could have gone either way, uh, had had a couple bounces gone the other way. And obviously now they looked at the roster. They said we need to make a change just to clean up some of the problems that we had. And Yellow Star was the weak link in a team that already had plenty of shot-calling available, so they went out, they did all their tryouts, and they signed Biofrost to be their new support. Walter, I gotta ask you, how do you feel about this Biofrost signing?
1: It does not inspire confidence, Uh, but... Challenger guys that have worked with him, uh, mainly Broken Shard and B Sin from Dream Team are very high on him. A lot of other people on Twitter have, have stated that they think he'll be successful, and this is Double Lift's hand-picked support. This is who Double Lift wanted in much the same way AphroMo chose Stixay. So we'll see maybe maybe they maybe they put it up maybe they become one of the best botlands ever i think double frost is way better than whatever they came up with yellow star and double lift what was it yellow lift i i don't remember i think double frost is way better nickname uh not as cool as rush hour but still we we can get there that's that's a pretty good (laughs) like spy name double frost or or like an evil like villain or something but uh, we'll see. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic, but the last time we tried, one of these young support players, it didn't work out.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of one of the things that's interesting to me. Well, first of all, I, I should point out, I'm almost positive that Sean Connery's James Bond fought Double Frost somewhere along the line. Like, it's just too good of a villain name. I, I, I totally am with you 100% on this plan. But... I do wonder what TSM's plan here is with uh, Biofrost. As a general rule, TSM heavily values winning in the here and now. They are a team that has always built themselves to be a championship team because in their mind, if you watch TSM Legends, if you listen to Reggie in interviews, he has made it overly clear that their goal is to win Worlds. They don't want to just be the best North American team. They want to be the best team, and they want to build the best roster that they can in the North American region, and young supports are not always great for that. Biofrost only played six games on the North American challenger team Dream Team, and he did okay. He didn't have any particular champion in which he shined. His bard was actively not good, which is a problem given where the meta's gone right now. But It's one of those things where whenever you get a young support in particular, they usually need time to grow because the LCS is just such a different speed than what we see in the Challenger Series in terms of needing to be able to fight for every objective, especially now that objectives are so much more valuable with the Dragon changes, with the Rift Herald changes. There's going to be a lot thrown on Biofrost's shoulders very quickly. And if he isn't able to respond right away... There's a TSM fan base that is incredibly passionate, that loves this team, and has not been historically very patient with young guys that need time to develop. That has not been their skill set. And it's hard to know right now whether Biofrost is going to be ready to go on day one. Now, granted, we have the best of three format Certainly, there will be a lot more games than we'd usually get in the LCS for Biofrost to get that experience to develop further as a player. So there is a lot of reason to be hopeful, but it is a question mark, and it's one that TSM is going to have to take very seriously as they go forward. Walter, as much as the Biofrost signing is what a lot of people are going to talk about, I don't think that's the most interesting storyline with this team. You as a fan... What are you most excited to see when you look at this team heading into the summer split?
1: Oh, that that's the only storyline with this team. Oh, I I, I think that's the only storyline with this team, honestly, because if biofrost doesn't work out, how quickly do they pull the plug and go someplace else? How quick, how willing are TSM to sit and let biofrost mature? It wasn't very long with Glebe. Let's not remember that. That was only like five weeks, four or five weeks. And this is an extremely, extremely strong and talented roster, top to bottom. So uh, the only storyline for TSM is going to be, does Biofrost pan out? If he doesn't, when do they replace him? To me, that's it. That's the only thing that matters because they need to play for Worlds. Like, yeah, they took second in the spring and that puts them in a really good position come qualifying for Worlds, whether it's through the gauntlet or the automatic qualifier for having the most circuit points. But at the same time, They need to get Biofrost up to speed to the point that they're competing with the best teams in North America and then can also compete at Worlds. So Biofrost progression is the only thing that matters this season. Curious what I have to say in response
0: to Walter's statement there. Well, unfortunately, it doesn't really make much sense anymore, given what's happened since we recorded the podcast. I had this whole great rant to you guys about how the fact that we hadn't seen any solidified coaching decisions was a huge concern for me that it meant that there was the potential for some of these things to backfire in that regard. And that we'd see some of the regular season struggles come in that we saw last split. And then Reggie announces, I hey, don't worry about any of that. I'm literally going to move the guy and his entire family over with us to North America. So they have made the investment. They have officially gone for it with a plan. So none of what I had to say makes any sense anymore, which is why you're listening to this now. If I make a uh, mention of it later in the podcast, now you know why. Really quickly, what do I think about Weldon coming in full-time? I think it's a great move for TSM. I'm not sure I quite buy into the Weldon is God hype that has surrounded a lot of people's analysis of him, but he doesn't need to be this savior of men. He needs to be a good coach, and I think he's a very good coach, and I think that it's a great fit for TSM. So my concern there is no longer there. Now it's just a matter of how will it play out and and how quickly will the team adjust to whatever strategies he's trying to put forward for them. So I'm very excited about the move. Uh, No longer in need for all of that previous conversation. So let's just drop you back into the rest of the podcast, shall we? But you know what? I'm here as the guy that has to bring up the other side of things. Walter, you're a TSM fan. You love this team. You see so much hope and optimism for this team. What is the best case scenario for this team moving
1: forward? Best case scenario is that this team just continues to build on where they were at the end of last split. Even even Yellow Star and Double Lift at the end of the season. Playing against CLG in that final had, had started to look like they were meshing together. So they build upon where they were at the end of the split with Haunter, Sven, and Bjergsen and Doublelift. And Biofrost just comes out and he is the stick say to lift aframu And he just gets everything. They mesh. They work perfectly together. It all just flows really well and let's not forget they were one game away from taking that spot away from clg they were one game away from msi one game from playing at that tournament and playing against some of the best teams in the world now they have a you know three chances essentially to get to worlds and if the team continues to improve and the rest of the region is really really strong and they kind of work together in this crucible of north america of the top north american talent we've seen that clg can go to an international tournament and can take games off of every team in the world. They took games off of SKT, they took games off of RNG, they beat the Flash Wolves in a best of series. They were a good team, and if TSM can come back and keep punching at them and they can keep sparring against Immortals and CLG and and Cloud9 and Liquid and all these other really, really good North American teams, maybe there's a chance that North America makes some noise at Worlds. There's a glimmer, there's a chance that that happens. But it comes down to how quickly does BioFrost emerge in this team and immerse himself in this team solo mid culture of success?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if BioFrost pays off and Double Lift is, is much more comfortable in lane, obviously he and Yellowstar never seem to fully have that synergy, even when they were winning games in the playoffs. Double Lift is obviously an incredible AD carry. If that synergy is there, this team can be terrifying because the rest of this team is really really good but there is the other side of the coin which is what if biofrost is not good what if tsm is unhappy with the infrastructure they have and they start hemorrhaging coaches the way that they did last split what if all of these things come to a head and you get a team that just looks as disorganized as they did in the middle of the regular season last split you know they got away with it heading into the spring uh, playoffs because they got the sixth seed and they were able to outdo cloud nine. They were able to pull off, you know, those kinds of upsets because they put themselves in a position to win at the right time. But you cannot have the regular season that they did in a best of three style format and expect for things to just be okay. Everything is going to be magnified now. They have to consistently play at that top level, week in and week out. And we didn't see it last split in the regular season. And they've made a lot of changes since then and how their infrastructure is set up and everything else. But if it falls apart again, I don't know what their answer is. I don't think there is a Lost Boy style support that's going to come in and fix things at the last second the way they did in the summer back in 2014. This is what they have, and they've got to make it work, and they've got to make it work consistently. And if they don't, they're going to be punished much harder than they were last split. And last split, you know, I, you can only have to go back to week five or week six of our guests of the Lions podcast from last season to know how you were feeling about their regular season last time around. They can't do that again. And if they do, this team could find themselves in a first-round matchup Maybe they can't claw back from this time around. But Walter, all of this taken into consideration, where do you think this team ends up?
1: I think this team ends up as one of the top three in North America. I think they're going to Worlds. I think Bjergsen and Doublelift together are too talented to prevent them from making Worlds. Whether they win an NA championship really isn't Biofrost's hands. It's really in his hands of, can he become what Double Lift really needs as a support? Can the rest of the team play around that style? Svenskeren is going to have to probably ward a little bit more than he's been used to. Haunters is really going to have to start nailing those TPs into the bot lane when it happens. And as a whole, this team really needs to find its identity of how it wants to play, because there were times during the spring split where they would bounce around in-game to Haunter's carrying, No Wait, is carrying, No Wait, Bjergsen's carrying, No Wait, carrying's carrying, and they need to figure out what their style of play is going to be and how they're going to accomplish it. But they're a top three team in North America, and they're going to be contending with CLG and Immortals for that title.
0: Yeah, I think that's incredibly fair. I have them around that, top three spot as well. It's really hard for me to pin it down because I don't know whether Immortals is going to you know, improve upon what they did last split since they're running everything back. CLG is obviously going to be a massive threat. Liquid, NRG, these teams could all improve. But TSM just proved with their playoff run last split that they have so much pure talent that it is impossible to ignore what they are capable of. When everything works and the thing about Reggie and the thing about TSM that we have seen time and time and time again is that they figure it out. If there's a problem, they'll solve it. If they need to improve certain things with their coaching staff or whatever else, they'll make the changes that need to be made. They will find a way to make this roster work. And I don't know what that means as far as where Biofrost fits into that. Obviously, his play is going to determine that they have a lot of optimism in him. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, given how many great players that they have been able to find and and develop over the years. But this is a team that should be very, very scary come playoff time. And it's going to be really fun to watch just how it all comes together. And hopefully you had a lot of fun listening to this podcast series. We are now done. We have broken down every team in North America and Europe. There is no more of this preview series it is time for actual games to come down but don't worry we do those as well our guest the lines podcast series we do twice a week once for Europe and once for North America it's very much in the same style of Bill Simmons's guest the lines podcast with cousin Sal if you're an NFL fan it's a lot of fun we're going to be previewing every single best of three matchup that's going down in North America on week 1 We have actual games to talk about, people. It's incredibly exciting. And you can catch that episode and all of the episodes as we cover this LCS week by week. If you subscribe on soundcloud.com slash esports rough drafts or on iTunes, if you go to esports rough drafts on there as well. Uh, You'll get all of our episodes and it really helps us out with the algorithm. So we really appreciate it. You can also follow us on social media to get all of our reactions, uh, especially if you're a TSM fan. Walter is is an amazing follow uh, just for the roller coaster of emotions that inevitably uh, following any team that closely. Walter, where can the nice people at home find you? You guys can find me at C80s underscore LOL. Perfect. And I am at redshirtking. So be sure to follow us for all of our news on things like podcasts as well as any articles that we might be working on. And come back on Wednesday. We will be doing our European guest the Lines episode. On Thursday, we'll be doing the same for North America. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to actually break down game by game and see if these predictions come to pass. So until then, goodbye, Internet.